0: Welcome to the Transform Physiques podcast. I am your host, Coach Stebel. I've spent over a decade in the fitness industry and transformed the physiques and lives of hundreds of individuals. My passion for public speaking and educating others has led me to release this podcast. Over the coming episodes, I will speak about training, nutrition, mindset, and anything else encompassing physique development. Stay tuned and let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the Transform Seek podcast. I am actually recording this on screen as well uh, to release as a YouTube video and potentially an IGTV as well. So um, <clears throat> please bear with me because this is the first time I'm trying to do this. So I feel like I'm talking to a screen and talking podcast at the same time, a little bit confusing, so we'll see how we get on with it. Um, okay. So today's topic, five common mistakes when seeking fat loss. Now, obviously, there's a lot of mistakes that I see as a coach. Um, When I speak to people, I have conversations with various individuals who are seeking fat loss and they're struggling for whatever reason. Um, Maybe it's speaking to other coaches and seeing what uh, their their clients are struggling with. And obviously, I can build up a big picture of various things that people do struggle with. So I thought I'd put together five common mistakes uh, that I tend to see, or at least we see within the industry around fat loss. So the first one, these are in no particular order, by the way, um, no particular order at all. The first one we're going to talk about is time frame. So setting the stall out for how long you're going to give yourself to lose body fat. If you just enter a fat loss phase and think, I'm just going to diet and lose fat until I'm happy. The chances are that adherence is going to be quite low. You're probably not going to achieve that much because you're always going to think, well, there's no set time frame. I can crack on whenever. I'll take this week off, or the old, the old I'll start Monday comes into play as well. Um, so, first of all, let's set a time frame in which you're trying to achieve this given goal. Let's say, for example, you're going to say, right, I'm going to knick- knuckle down. Six weeks of hard work. I'm going to achieve the maximum amount of fat that I can lose in that time. And then I'm going to reevaluate at week six. It doesn't have to be that. Maybe the time frame is a holiday that you're going on. So let's say, for example, you've got a holiday in 12 weeks' time and you want to be in shape for that holiday. There, you've got a set time frame to work within. There's there's a goal at the end, there's a there's a time where you think, I know I need to be in shape for then. And this is always gonna help adherence because when we're looking at dietary um Manipulation, training manipulation, looking at body fat loss in general, we need adherence to be key. Now, if we've got a clear defined timeframe to work within, that is always going to help. Okay, so the next point is excessive cardio. Now, I do see this a lot, specifically by females. Now, I'm not saying cardio doesn't have its role within fat loss efforts. Absolutely not at all. It's a great way to increase calorie expenditure but when I see excessive calorie, uh, excessive cardio overtaking resistance training sessions and coming in the way of resistance training sessions, I actually believe that to be counterproductive when seeking body fat loss. Now, let's just understand body fat loss. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about weight loss. If you were looking at overall weight loss, then you prioritize some cardio over resistance sessions. It doesn't particularly matter because you're just looking at calorie expenditure. You're just looking at calorie calories burned. So that's weight loss. Now, when we're looking at fat loss, we also want to be maintaining a decent level of muscle mass or potentially improving it. We all know as muscle mass increases, we then take more calories to maintain that muscle mass, which eventually will lead into being able to eat more calories. So excessive cardio is a no never replace card never replace resistance sessions with cardio um we want resistance sessions to for the most part be a priority and the reason is because as well a lot of the time people seek weight loss when they really want fat loss um and obviously if you lose loads of weight i'm sure yeah some people listening to this podcast will um understand what i'm saying here because it's happened to them i've had multiple conversations with people where this has happened that they've lost a lot of weight and then they're not happy with how the body composition looks or feels now that's because yeah you've lost a lot of weight you've lost a lot of body fat but you've also lost muscle mass so you don't feel good you're not performing well and you don't specifically look good in inverted commas um so yeah that is the second point don't do excessive cardio Let's prioritise resistance training sessions because resistance training still burns calories. It's still going to play into calorie expenditure, but we've got the flip side and the benefit, the main benefit of resistance training is obviously the maintenance or the building of muscle mass. The next point is alcohol consumption. Now, if you're a physique athlete or you take your physique goals reasonably seriously, this isn't really going to be that relevant to you. This is more to do or more appropriate um, to what we'd call general population or lifestyle clients. So obviously I coach a lot of gen pop slash lifestyle clients. And this is one of the biggest factors of um, reducing progression, whether it's muscle loss, uh, muscle gain or fat loss. So we are specifically talking about fat loss here. So alcohol contains seven grams. Uh, seven calories per gram. So people will tend to think that alcohol doesn't really contain much, presuming they stay away from anything that's high sugar, which isn't the case. Um, Alcohol contains a lot of calories and they are what I'd call or term empty calories. There's no real benefit to them. You look at say carbohydrates, protein, fats, there's a benefit to them calories, like um, protein, increased protein synthesis, muscle mass recovery, etc look at carbohydrate a fuel perf- a fuel for performance and we look at fats the role that plays in health you know um, membranes of lipids um, precursor for certain hormones. So we look at them calories they are worth something they do something they perform a specific role in the body. When we look at alcohol, There is no need to consume alcohol. It is completely empty calories. It does nothing for us. It only has negative implications. So this is one of the points, alcohol consumption. As well, touching on that, you think that, say for example, you're someone that's gone out, you've had a few too many to drink the night before, the following day, are you gonna get back on your nutrition plan? Are you gonna get up and go and do your cardio? Are you gonna get up and go to the gym for the resistance training session? Are you going to complete your 12,000 steps for that day? The likelihood is no. You're probably going to lie in front of the sofa all day, order a couple of takeaways, and then that's going to be, you know, a day loss. And you potentially even do the same the day after. So, um, alcohol is a huge, huge limiting factor when we look at fat loss attempts. Okay. The next one, not tracking intake. So I see this. Um, Quite often when I consult with people, um, an initial consultation, it's okay, please can you tell me what your current nutritional intake looks like? What is your current dietary practices? And people say, I don't know, I don't really have one. I just eat what I want. I have like, you know, four takeaways a week and I'll just kind of graze on whatever through the day. If you're not tracking your intake, it is near on impossible to gauge fat loss. It's not impossible. But unless you're someone that's very advanced and understands portion size, et cetera, and caloric values, I believe that everyone should spend at least some time tracking intake just to understand and appreciate portion size. Because obviously I've tracked food for over 10 years and even I'm not great at guessing portion sizes. I can t- tip out, say, what I think is 100 gram of rice. It's probably going to be like 140. Maybe that's just me them a little bit greedy, but... What I'm saying is it's difficult to gauge off just looking at a portion size and thinking, is this correct? I think that's about right. So I believe that everyone should spend time tracking intake. Now MyFitnessPal is the perfect thing for this. There's no reason why anyone can't use MyFitnessPal. You literally download it, you make a free account, you do not have to pay anything, and you scan barcodes of foods. That is how easy it is. You don't even have to enter anything. You literally pick up the food you're going to eat, scan the barcode. My fitness pal tells you exactly what's in it and you enter that amount into your daily tracking intake. It'll break down full calories, full carbohydrates, proteins, fats, and micronutrients if you want to look at that as well. So tracking intake, absolutely essential for a given period of time, specifically when we're looking at fat loss. Now, one thing I actually will mention on top of that is I have had multiple clients and I've had conversations with multiple people around tracking intake and you'll get about 90% of people that can track intake from Monday to Friday. Absolutely great. Then the weekends, they don't track. I'm not tracking on a weekend. I just want to enjoy my weekend. Okay, that's fine. But if you're seeking fat loss and you go in and enjoy your weekend... You will overconsume calories, you won't lose body fat, you will get down and demotivated because you're not achieving your goals because you're not tracking on a weekend. And again, that kind of plays into alcohol consumption as well because the likelihood is they've probably had a drink, not going to track the drink, not going to track what you've done the next day. So there we go. We've negated that huge deficit we've built all week, we've lost body fat all week, and then bang, the weekend comes, we're not tracking, going to go out drinking. And that's it. Fat loss attempts are thrown out the window. Okay. And the last one that I'm going to speak about today is no nutritional periodization. I see this a lot. So this could potentially, well, it relates to anyone, but specifically as well, people getting ready for competitions, show prep, holiday prep, photo shoot prep. When we look at caloric values and the size of a deficit, What you will see is that people tend to just continually drive this deficit bigger and bigger and bigger over time. Now, this is fine to a certain point. Now, let me just give you an example of this. Let's say, for example, you start on eating 4,000 calories a day and doing 30 minutes cardio a day. You gradually decrease from 4,000 down to 2,000. Cardio goes from 30 minutes up to 60 minutes a day. And that's how you've created this larger deficit over time. Continued progression of body fat loss now what do we get alongside that we get some metabolic adaptation so what that happened what then happens is we get a down regulation of some physiological functions in the body so that could be thyroid um, output it could be certain hormones it could be simply reduced daily activity where you would have walked to the shop for food you then drive because you're tired because you're in a huge deficit now how does nutritional periodization play into this well, calories don't always have to go down. They can come back up if they need to, but still remain in a deficit. Now, I'll just give you an example of a client that I've had recently. And we were driving a large deficit for a period of time. Dietary adherence become an issue because the caloric values were too low. So he was cheating on his diet. Say so cheating again, inverted commas. This is this is a physique athlete that I'm talking about here. It's not a lifestyle client. And body weight and fat loss had stopped happening. So what we did in this situation, what I did, was I I increased caloric values. So the client was then eating more food, still within a deficit. So weight loss will still happen, fat loss will still happen. And this person increased caloric values, eating more food, stopped cheating on his diet, and started to lose more body fat than he had before. So he was a bit confused by this. And he's saying, you know, how can I be eating more food yeah, I'm losing body fat. And it's simply because now adherence has gone up. Also, if you're fueling more fueling more food, fuel performance better, calorie expenditure goes up in workouts, daily NEAT goes up, you're now walking to the shop again instead of driving, and all this plays into actually driving a bigger deficit. So nutritional periodization is something that sounds a bit complex, but it's really not. Um, people will have, have heard me speak about this around the menstrual cycle as well. It's a very basic concept. Once you understand it, it's really not that difficult. It's just adjusting nutrition based off the time and goal at hand. Um, Now, one other thing that I will mention on nutritional periodization relating to fat loss is regular diet breaks, scheduled diet breaks. Let's say, for example, you're going into an 18 week preparation phase for holiday, a competition, a photo shoot, or just generally to lose body fat. Now, 18 weeks is a long time frame to be in a deficit. If you were to schedule three weeks divided out in them 18 weeks, just a single week divided out where you eat at maintenance, this is what I would deem a diet break. You are eating at maintenance. You're eating more food. You're not going to lose fat that week, but you're going to offset a lot of these detrimental effects that you can have. By entering a long fat loss phase and being in a calorie deficit for so long, so that's another sort of way we can periodize nutrition to ensure fat loss attempts are successful. Okay, so just to recap, because that is pretty much it for today's presentation slash podcast, nice and short. Five common mistakes that I see when people are seeking fat loss: no time frame. So set yourself a time frame. Excessive cardio. Do not replace resistance training with cardio. Resistance training should come first. Cardio is simply a means of increasing calorie expenditure. Alcohol consumption. Knock it on the head or do take it in moderation and be very reasonable with yourself and understand that if you are someone that likes going out, then pick your time where you are going to do that. If you're seeking fat loss at the moment, it takes sacrifice and you have to stop doing some things that you enjoy doing. number four not tracking intake you must track your caloric values in order to make adjustments and progress your fat loss attempts and number five not periodizing nutrition you must schedule regular diet breaks you can understand that calories can come up as well as down while maintaining a calorie deficit so i hope that's helped i hope it's provided a little bit of uh entertainment and education for you, whether you're listening through Spotify, um, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, whether you're watching this on YouTube, watching it on Instagram. I'm trying to put it everywhere. I need to put more of my content everywhere so people see. it. I know people obviously access things on different platforms. Um, so yeah, I will try and spread myself across them all. I hope you found it useful. Let me know if you've got any questions over anything. Let me know if there's any specific topics you want me to cover in future episodes. Thank- so that is all for today's episode. Thank you for listening along. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at coach underscore Steebel, and I shall speak to you all soon.